Hello and welcome to Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Rada Nilia, and today we have a very special guest, Ms. Stasha Bliss, who is an incredible healer. She's an astrologer, and today we're going to talk about ascension energies, especially for February. Welcome, Stasha. Thank you, Rada. So happy to be here with you again. Yes, so excited to be here with you and with these wild energies. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm sure everyone is feeling it. It's definitely feeling a, a lot, a lot of heaviness, a lot of movement in everyone's lives, and it can feel a bit uh, sticky even. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it feels like, um, I also feel feel this month um, maybe more symptoms, I noticed. Okay, yeah. Well, it's interesting, and I wanted to talk about this month Mahashivatri, which is an Indian celebration, something I learned about in India and celebrated for years. That's a very interesting part of this month's energy. Ooh, can you tell us more about it? Yeah, so in the Indian calendar, the lunar calendar, every 14th day of the lunar cycle, every month is Shivatri. So that would be the night before the dark moon. Mm -hmm. And that is an energy that is very introspective, right? It's causing one to go within. But once a year in February, and it's usually February, March, so depending on when the dark moon falls in the second uh, lunar cycle of the new year, our new, new year calendar. So this year it's February 18th, 19th energy is the uh, 14th day of the lunar cycle and this one's called Mahashivatri and it is called this because of the northern hemisphere uh, celestial alignments like moving us toward that balance point of the equinox so it's almost like this last swing in and there's something about this uh, particular time in the northern hemisphere where it causes the energies in the spine to be drawn upward like at a greater rate and it peaks on that night of Mahashivatri so in India that celebration is like I dare you to stay up all night with your spine straight kind of thing <laughs> oh wow wow yeah because the celestial alignment is drawing the life force upwards so you can get really strong kundalini movements on that night and leading up to it but i'm already feeling it really strongly in my spine and neck that's so interesting because that's the focal point too for me is like i want i've been wanting to get um, more chiropractic work and also mm -hmm. I went out to grab a coffee this morning and take my dog for a walk and there was a new um, a spinal place that opened up spine and back place and I was like oh I need to go there <laughs> you know yeah yeah the back and spine are really talking right now with ascension <laughs> and this alignment like get aligned is what the energy feels like but also like I said right before we start recording this is the alignment also Mm-hmm. Oh, that like the energies incoming are literally pulsing through our bodies, like yes, our misalignments in our spine. <laughs> right, and that's reflected in our lives. So wherever we're out of alignment in our lives, so that can be relationships, that can be where we're living, what we're doing for work, like where we're spending our time. And I even got this morning in my meditation, like, what is your foundation right now? Like, what is your daily foundation? Is that in alignment? Like, can that take it when this energy comes in? Is it strong enough? 
or do you need to like shift your foundation? Wow. So lining up to our highest timeline, highest alignment, and also hitting that yoga class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that could totally be helpful. So one example for me is um, since I've been living in a different place than all of last year, last year I had a really strong like scheduled routine morning practice for my kids and I, and it set a really strong like foundational frequency for my days and their days. But since I've been on the East Coast, it's been a little bit more like wishwashy, chaotic, like not quite the same schedule. And I'm really getting hit with like, hey, what is your foundation that sets the tone for your day right now? Like get it in order, girl. <laughs> mm, that's so good. I know I have just come to a different place, California, and I'm like, yeah, I need to get my schedule. And I'm thinking about what kind of spiritual practice or exercise, you know, to ground the body there. That's totally in my consciousness. Yes. Yes. Because our bodies need to like catch the frequency. So there needs to be like a pattern that we give it to fit into. Right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot that we can do too at home to sort of help us get into alignment. I think definitely, um, I'd love to hear a few things that you have on on your list that could help mm-hmm. listeners sort of get into alignment in the comfort of their home. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I think even like a simple yoga practice is always helpful just to really get in your body and feel your body stretching, definitely. Mm-hmm. Secondly, what's really helped me a lot, especially this winter, is mantra practice. Mm. Um, because it's so like the repetitive intonation that you give your body it's just like sending this like peaceful calming ripple through the body especially the nervous system really appreciates a rhythmic pulsation that like can calm it like relieve anxiety like really like clear the mind so you can receive the inspirations that want to come in because there's so much in the collective that's just like you know like especially with the emfs and yeah (laughs) that's incredible what 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 mantra do you use or what do you recommend to listeners and and are you going to be doing your mantra class again yeah there'll definitely be some more uh, mantra workshops this year also um, if anyone's interested in some retreats uh, yoga mantra retreats that's another thing i'm looking at doing but you know you can use anything that feels good to you including just an english word like love to sit and maybe grab a mala or there's some great um, mala apps now and just like 108 times love 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 or if you want to dive into the sanskrit i really love to use like the seed mantra for the heart which is yum 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 and it's just like yummy (laughs) but it just helps like clear the heart out so we can really access the the truest part of our heart and our ability to feel love you know it's there's a lot of misfirings in the collective that are trying to skew us in terms of feeling love and so that mantra can be helpful or om like everyone's familiar with om and that's a very good third eye pineal gland um, 
intonation that can just really like clear the mind and help make a space for calm thoughts for order to come into the mind beautiful it's beautiful i know when we slow down when it feels more chaotic and there's so much coming at us i i always say it's time to slow down because yeah otherwise we it's like these um chaos chaos spirals we can get caught into them for more, sure we're more susceptible i noticed even today that like wow i, I definitely need to ground a little more i woke mm -hmm. up sometimes i wake up feeling really grounded and sometimes i wake up going okay i need to put my feet on the on the grass definitely i know what you mean i'll wake up feeling like i'm already spinning sometimes <laughs> and the dreams yeah. are intense too lately aren't yeah. they definitely yes lots going on in the dream realm so to get up and immediately get some earth under your feet and me like I like to get silent and just go into like a simple mantra simple deep slow breathing you know hot shower or a sauna and get like really quiet with myself to access that still point and we can bring that back into the day and instead of being affected by the chaos around us we can really be that change right we can be that still frequency for other people i like that sort of being the center so center of the storm in a way that kind of diffuses it rather than mm -hmm. yeah. it. and um it's so interesting because this storms are interesting because they can spin off like lots mm -hmm. of storms can spin off one major storm but if Definitely. we expand and i think i think we need to be reminded too of the power of our intention and how even one person can make a difference in the area you know yes. in because everyone listening is in different places and mm -hmm. sometimes we think we're alone like oh and helpless like wow mm -hmm. you know this is all going on and i'm all alone and there's nothing i can do i wish there was more i can do mm -hmm. and that you know i'd say i'd reiterate what stasha is saying that we can find um, a way to ground, to use mantra, to sort of slow down. And when we are not vibrating at that frequency of that chaos, we actually are disruptors, but not in a way that causes pain or suffering, in a way that just calms down the whole, the collective. Definitely. Yes. So each person is like a, a living organite in a sense or or something mm -hmm. of that something of that how would you describe that stuff yeah i like to say i'm in the control room of the universe when i am like aware of myself and that rather than being in effect like being affected and reacting to the environment that we become the cause instead of the effect so when we realize that that can be scary to realize that much power but what's true is that we become like affecting like you just said like we're in the control room of the universe what happens in our reality does holographically ripple out to the rest so imagine if you can create this beautiful resonant like healing space in your own body in your own bedroom or wherever you are existing and then feel that imagine that know that that's being templated out that that's actually kind of our biggest job right now as those of us who are aware enough to you know be listening to this podcast and and you know wanting to take steps to um, 
make our lives better and uh, jive with the ascension is you know our biggest job is to keep our personal space and to like take that seriously that role to be the control room of the universe find the peace in the self and let that ripple out mm, that's so beautiful it's so beautiful and it's it's so true it, it makes me um actually think of the matrix movie mm-hmm. yeah the room that he goes into and um that we really are um we can help regulate a lot of this through our Definitely. own intentions and i think meditation is so underrated and i believe it for a reason because if we all sat down to meditation and we're able to meditate even for five minutes a day say as a collective this would ground in immediately um frequencies of peace and frequencies of truth and frequencies of healing onto the planet like we are we have our antennas up and we're bringing in these codes and we're dropping them in through the grounding cords and we i mean it's just incredible um what meditation can do and so even if we can't gather thousands or millions of people and hopefully maybe we can one day but for Mm -hmm. now we have to start with the self because everyone is really in a in a in a way processing so much of their own stuff or or their family lineage or the collective so right now it's okay to be on sort of a you know partial solo journey definitely yes and if that is where you are really like i think like soak that in like really be with it because you won't be on that solo mission forever like you're there to you know regulate your own body system really get masterful over that so you recognize what that feels like and then i mean i'm really called to start organizing retreats this year and those who feel called to come and be in small groups together it's really like again a multiplication of that accelerating energy together like coming 10 to 15 people holding still space and meditation in the same space it's like really foot pedal to the metal kind of thing in the collective ascension oh that's beautiful and i think that's so important like you know wherever you are in the world right now you are a leader right so you Mm -hmm. have to you are being asked in a sense to lead these groups and being a leader doesn't mean you have to it's not you don't have to lead the whole entire world you can start in your community you know like mm-hmm. like and in your home like yeah, you can start with your family yeah mm-hmm. exactly being the leader of your home just being the leader of yourself and um creating these yeah small groups of um in very intentional spaces holding if you know that you're meant to hold those spaces like sasha is doing like that's just so it's going to be so helpful so i'm super grateful when people like yourself are um really taking responsibility and being a leader and and co-creating you know these sacred spaces where people can show up and drop in and really ripple out this vibration into the world and it's it i i believe when two or more come together it just amplifies more than we can imagine so let's do it for the right reasons absolutely absolutely and i remembering the word you said at the beginning be the interrupter 
and I'm thinking like everyone can look in their own homes right now, like their own relationships within their families and partnerships and recognize where the chaos patterns still exist. And if we can just take even an hour or 15 minutes and interrupt that chaos frequency with something grounded, loving, present, uh, rhythmic, you know, like get get the people in the house to sit together or to do art together or do a chant together or something where you get on the same page and you have interrupted a chaos pattern mm. that is then replicated just like a cellular uh, memory you know a cellular uh, imprint that replicates through the body like each household is like a cell of the greater body yes. and so the more of us that are doing that in our homes and of course in our own selves and then in our communities like we really have so much more power than we imagine. Mm, juicy and delicious. And I'm loving <laughs> Yeah, I'm like just imagining, I'm imagining, you know, one person of each household taking that responsibility. And I'd like to ask mm-hmm. you your thoughts on why do you think that um, people in this time have been portals of chaos in a way that is not it's not disruptive like disrupting this it's it's disruptive in it's it creates more pain it's rippling pain through that chaos why are people being vessels for that and so i think when we identify as to why we can bring more awareness when it starts to percolate (laughs) sure well you're making me think of some ayurvedic principles right now so i'm just going to bring those in and in the ayurvedic study there is sattva energy that's peace and harmony there's rajas which is like the energy of change and there's also tamasic energy which is like the no no uh, what you're talking about like the destructive like the chaotic the sort of like death decay energy that you know seems to be broken down but the thing is you cannot have a universe without all of these elements and it's really like the positive the negative and the neutral polarity and it right now the vessels of this negative energy so to speak are disrupting the lower frequency reality that we've been living at which lower frequency just means we've been less aware Right? We've been less aware and we've been holding a certain frequency, like a template of how high the ceiling is for humanity, that we've only been able to express and live at a certain place. But the only way you can bust through that is to have some sort of like change and to, like a breakdown of that existing structure to move that frequency to go to the next level, right? So there has to be like a tamasic element that comes in and like says, like ooh like let's break this down and then the rajasic element is that change <laughs> yeah it's, it's, so it's almost like these monster energies are like they spur us into this action like spur us forward into growth and yeah. like we would kind of be complacent without them you know <laughs> yeah yeah um there's a master sri sri nandamurti he says clash and cohesion and it's like the pendulum is swinging from one duality to the other and it's almost like as more light is permeating onto this earth you know through the solar solar waves solar flashes mini solar flashes it it is really really actually stirring up the chaos that has been hidden within us the darkness Mm -hmm. 
in every every sector of our of our universe world and i think there is no stone that will not be turned because this light will has no it has no chill it's gonna keep coming <laughs> at more and more intensities and it is very challenging for the body to keep up with it even if you mm -hmm. are doing yoga even if you are um you know kind of eating a diet that is more in alignment that's lighter and frequency yeah. still we are feeling the thrashings of this energy and Definitely. um i will say that you know light workers healers even even shadow workers um star seeds are also do, are doing a mop up and i wanted to bring that into awareness because um sometimes people like my my friends tell me like oh i've been doing so much healing and clearing and i don't know why like i'm just feeling absolutely horrendous and <laughs> i'm like yeah because it's every time you clear there's another layer but you're also clearing space in yourself where you can also kind of help process out collective and i know it's it's challenging because at times you know we don't always want to um you know we need a break too <laughs> yeah well it's interesting i liked the word you said mop up because when i think of like the ultimate work is you're instead of really on the bigger picture clearing it out you're literally like almost <laughs> like you're drinking it. it in you're becoming it all so you have to get good with all of the layers <laughs> in yourself yeah. So you're like, okay, I'm I, I'm good with the void, but am I also good with having it all present <laughs> in me? Like, can I be present with my mess? Can I be present with my wounds? Can I be present with my past? Can I be present with the collective past in me, like the ancestry that lives in me? Can I also accept that that's part of me and that's like a layer of me too? Oh my and so when we can swallow it whole, kind of, so to speak, both polarities, uh -huh. like that's the true way, like the alchemical way to transmute is to bring both sides together that cancel each other out in coming together. And that reveals the next reality. And I, I truly believe we can't go through this portal with any part left behind. And so some of us are standing at the door where everything got pushed aside and cleared and we're like, yeah, but what about all this cleared stuff? And we're like, yeah, but that has to come too. So who's going to sop it up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to mop it up? Who wants yeah, to so it have to be like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it on. Like, I can love that too. I can own that too. I can greet that with a big arm too. And that's the hardest part of this work, I think. Uh, I don't disagree at all. Um, <laughs> there are times where I had to have conversations with with that, you know, part and be like, really, really, more, more. Um, but it's, you know, at the same time, I think it's it's a beautiful thing. I think we, truly that's where we know how strong we are and powerful mm -hmm. we are because we are that powerful. That we and that's humanness, right? Yeah. That's humanness. Like we came here for that. Hello. And we can't really like exclude any part of humanness for human to evolve. Like human can only evolve when all of human is present. And I think that's also a thing where we're um, we're seeing this outwardly, this rejection of this, you know, this whole cancel culture. If you say one thing that I don't like, you're done. Well, right. 
I don't think anybody can put all their stuff, lay out all their stuff on the table and not have some distorted pieces. That's just part of, of course. That is yeah. part of the, of the whole thing. And so for one person to tell another person that they're canceled, that is ridiculous because unless you're canceling your own self, that person right. is actually presenting a part of you at some level, whether it's, whether it's an ancestral part, whatever that is. It's a part mm-hmm. you don't like, it's a part that you hate, it's a part you reject. And so you think by deleting them, you're going to have a Well, it's denial, right? Denial. It's denial. Well, it's interesting because I look at this whole thing that's playing out worldwide. This is the collective evolution, right? So humanity is in an evolutionary spiral and the only way just like internally that we bring the life force up the spine is we have to like blow out all the crap and all the chakras, look at it, get good with it and alchemize it. So the whole planet is doing that. So part of what we're seeing with that cancel culture is just all of the unloved parts of self, right? All the wounds, because if someone's saying, I have this and you have to like, you know, acknowledge this about me and call me this, well, there's a wound there or they wouldn't need that. They wouldn't need that, you know? Mm, I mean like so that the wounds are all crying through these people like the wounds of humanity you know most of these people that are are crying for you know being seen as a different like gender or whatever this there's some deeper wound where they weren't seen or the parent wasn't seen or the great grandparent wasn't seen or we could trace this all the way back to the native people not being seen you know, and like those wounds really trying to reach up and say, see me, you know, acknowledge me too, acknowledge the hurt parts of humanity. So rather than cancel, we should just be like, oh, okay, wow, that's a wound. Okay, like, let's love that part of us too. And let's also go, we're still whole even with our wounds, you mm-hmm. know, but we can't all run around with a list of our wounds on ourselves, like you said, and like, call each other by those names like (laughs) we need to grow up (laughs) hello i think it's a collective immaturity you know it is yeah almost toddler like but what would you say to some of the things that are very almost like counterintuitive and almost like it's it's mind-blowing like um almost even like doing the opposite of what they want um for example deleting Aretha Franklin's um, song about being a natural woman, you know, what would... Well, this is an attack on the divine feminine. So there, there is a very blatant attack with this whole gender issue on the divine feminine. Um, because that is the energy that's coming back into balance on the whole and it's coming through everywhere. I mean, it's why a lot of women, men are feeling like to identify with feminine you know like through no fault of their own really except for that they're they're not seeing what it really is which is the divine feminine is in every person and is especially embodied in the female body you know but it's also an essence it's a creative essence it is the darkness it is the deep wounds it is the you know labor and the bloody childbirth and the raging hormones and like all this stuff about the feminine 
is trying to be suppressed, is trying to be twisted and distorted and put back in a box. I mean, womanhood's always been called crazy and orgasms have been called like, you know, illnesses and stuff like this energy has always been tried to be kept in a box and pushed under. But so what we're seeing now is that fight against the divine feminine rising up and really like embodying here on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's wild. I've never seen anything like that. Like my heart hurts because I say, sometimes I think it's just patriarchy. I mean, it is patriarchy. We're actually seeing a repeat actually of patriarchy coming in because very similar to that in priestess temples that's sort of what happened too where the men came in knocked off or raped the priests out of the temples killed them whatever they did many Mm -hmm. many kinds of um horrors were done to priestesses sure and then they put on their wigs and they were like now we're the ones in power get out of our way we don't care about you your wisdom or your womb be done you're done you know and so i'm seeing that play out again and in it's a way that you can't even talk about it because now you're this and you're that there there's more labeling so they're putting everyone in boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes to the point where my heart really hurts over this because the disrespect and the patriarchy are at it again you know and and um, i guess it's coming to the forefront for vision for the visual effect for people to see so that they can see the the bullshit you know basically um yeah definitely and the remedy for this is to fully embody your divine woman self like for the woman to really be woman right now and Mm. especially those of us who are like leadership positions to and you're a perfect example of this i think brada because you just you emanate divine mother feminine sensuality frequency like all over the place when you put your photos and your like beautiful self all over like that is so much this divine feminine energy i love seeing that and that really inspires um i think other women and like the honoring of men to see these beautiful pictures of the divine feminine but it's hard for a lot of women to really like drop into that in themselves because of the way our culture has been or like distorted sexuality and so forth and even in our relationships like the problem with a lot of relationships is we women have a hard time dropping into our receptive feminine softer vulnerable nature in order to inspire our men into their masculine would you agree oh yes yes yes. (laughs) i I mean i i am the same way (laughs) i I mean i agree i i and i understand too that there has been this imbalance and i can i can also acknowledge and recognize it too where like um it it is it is a divine balance you know but like for me I know like I have to like consciously like kind of make myself hey like drop into your softness Mm -hmm. with this man like drop into like like come into a place where his leadership steps up and you get to not be like submissive but be like the the softer creative sensual power that woman really is like drop into that and that energy inspires the true masculine which wants to lead honorably and not like dominate you know 
Mm, this is so beautiful. This is so healing. I think this is med- these words are medicine for mm-hmm. anyone listening. And um, I'm I'm totally aligned with that. Yeah. Sometimes we also need that those reminders. I think the feminine has been in a fighter fight or flight mode. Yeah. Uh, because we've been heavily attacked on so many levels. Sure. We have been. Yeah. So let's together. I think you're right. Like this is medicine to even just, first of all, honor that attack and mm-hmm. remind, hey, like we actually, we aren't under attack right now because we get to decide when the energy shifts. Like, remember, we're in the control room of the universe. So that's actually an old pattern that has been reverberating that we get to just stop right now and say, oh yeah, I'm going to start a new pattern right now. I'm going to interrupt that, that frequency, that program. And I'm going to now drop into true divine feminine, which is soft and receives and is loving. And like, that's the starting point for the change is just to drop into love. Mm so beautiful thank you so much sasha i just love talking to you so many so much wisdom i do too with you yeah it makes my heart like so happy warm and radiant to to know that you know these wisdoms are here and available for all of us and um the sweet reminders so thank you so much for joining thank you all for listening and i will post her information below so you can connect to her if you'd like to join any of her programs or retreats until next time much love and blessings bye for now thank you